Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Creativity and Music and Music Education Podcast. I'm Richard Maxwell, and I'm really glad you're here today to uh, take a listen to what we've got for you. This episode uh, is a pretty cool one. I mean, they're all pretty cool, but this one in particular, um, I, I'm particularly fond of. This is our last episode of the semester um, for the 2018-2019 school year, the first semester. So right now it is December 21st, 2018. And what we did for this episode was we did kind of a giant group uh, discussion, if you will. Um, so this is representing pretty much every student in the program this semester. And what we did was we were talking in large groups uh, after they'd all completed their final, just about um, some different perspective shifts that they might have had over the course of the term. So not so much uh, about like, oh, now I can do this or now I understand that necessarily. Not that those things aren't important. Those are very important and very significant, of course, but more along the lines of how maybe they've had any sort of shifts in their perspective of how they listen to music or what they listen for or maybe how it's impacted their creative process in general, just anything that may have changed over the course of the term. And it's kind of interesting to hear uh, the students' perspective on this. Um, a lot more students were present uh, for the podcast recordings than actually uh, you'll hear. Um, some of them are still kind of shy or, or unsure of, of how they want to um, approach things like this, and that's okay too. Uh, but I did think it would be great uh, as a sort of end-of-term exercise to uh, get a sense of, of what the students are looking at and, and how they're approaching things. So that's what today's episode is, and I really uh, appreciate you taking the listen. You can always find us uh, on iTunes or uh, anywhere else that you might uh, look for your podcasts. Um, please subscribe and tell others about it. You can always find out more information about the Arcadia High School Creative Musical Arts and Sciences program at ArcadiaCMAS.com. And you can always find me at richardmaxwell.net. So without uh, further ado, here is this week's podcast. I, I'm curious if anybody wants to um, share just briefly, is there anything, and I know this is a very open-ended question, but it, 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 um, to me, this is actually something that really does matter. I am curious if not so much, although you could talk about it if you wanted, something maybe you've learned about or that you can do, but I'm wondering if between what was the very beginning of August until right now we're getting close to the end of December. Is there any way in which you genuinely look at music or think about music or listen differently than you did when you first got here? Has anything changed just how you approach music or what you think about it at all? I mean, right here, like, I mean, when I first came in here, I just like listen to rap mostly, but then as we were introduced to different genres of music here, I like gave it a try, you know? Okay. Like I'll listen to like metal sometimes, even though it's not my favorite thing in the world, but just to like give it a try, you know? That's really cool. Um, do you still listen to rap? Yeah. Good. And I just like have a different approach to it, you know? That's great. That's like, great. Now I listen to all artists that do rap. Now I was like into like lyrical rappers, but okay. now I just whatever goes, you know? Like, That's very cool. That's very cool. So does this mean that like at some point we're going to get you up on stage rapping? No. Okay. <laughs> that's too bad. That was a really quick answer to that. That's um, but that's good. Anybody else? Any other perspectives that have changed over the course of the semester? Yeah. I mean, I can definitely speak for myself and my group. I mean, we've definitely evolved our way, like thinking about our creative process. I mean, at the beginning of the year, we kind of like we didn't really have an idea of how to create a song, and now that we've written 
two songs in one semester, I think it's definitely given us like kind of, not really an epiphany, but kind of like, oh, so this is how you actually do it. Was there doubt that you could? Or was it just you hadn't done it? I hadn't done it before. I mean, like we had no idea how to start, if that's yeah. accurate. Okay. And is there more to that? No, I agree with him. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Cool. No, that's great. That's that's very cool. Because you guys definitely have moved a serious step forward. What do you got? I mean, like, when I first came here, like, I never really, like, actually, like, tried playing with anyone before. That's mostly because, like, I live, like, so far away from everything, like, all my friends and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, like, I think when we did that football show, it was, like, when I started, like, learning, like, you know, how to play, like, on time and stuff like that. Because I never, like, learned how to learn that before. I just used to, like, sit in my room and learn riffs. Sure. And, like, now, like, every time, like, I'll, like, be driving or, like, I'm on the bus, I'm listening to music, I just, like, I try to, like, keep, like, I, like, I'll tap my foot trying to keep the time with, like, everything I'm listening to. And, like, I, I never used to do that before, like, I came here. That's really cool. I mean, a lot of times, and people tell me this all the time in different ways, like, you don't know what you don't know. A lot of times you come in and you just don't even realize. That's really cool. And it's definitely, for what it's worth today, it's definitely shown as you've progressed over the semester. I mean, you're, you are in so much more control of the instrument now. Um, so it's paying off, that, that practice again. What I was actually wondering is if anybody wanted to share, has there been any change since the beginning of the semester, or frankly, in some cases, maybe semesters, um, that your perspective on music is now different from the work you've done here? Um, maybe you um, listen differently, or you think about music in a different way maybe than you did in the past? I'm wondering if anybody's had any experience of that nature where you view music or hear it differently than you used to from what you've done here. Anybody want to share an example of that? When I listen to songs now, I listen more for technique done rather than like if I like it or not to determine if it's a good song or a bad song. Interesting. Is there like a style in particular that that's? Oh, rap music. Rap music. So yeah. beforehand, you like were very much. I don't like rap at all. Not very much, but I just it wasn't my thing. So. Has it related to any other styles? <laughs> not really. No. Okay. I'm just, I was. I was just. Yeah. Trying, it's interesting. I'm just wondering why rap in particular stuck out. Um, do you do you see it as possibly being other styles too? Probably. I just can't think okay. of. That's okay. That's interesting. Anybody else have like a perspective change or something you look at differently? Yeah. Whenever I hear songs now, I only listen to like the mix, which is weird. Like I like. What do you mean? Like whenever I listen to it, I think of what I would do differently when like mixing it. Okay. So not necessarily like is it a good song lyrically? I mean that's what I listened to the first time, but then like the second time that we hear the song, I yeah. just like do the mix. That's very interesting. Have you been have you been exploring things like do you hear a song and go oh I wonder how they did that and then you try to reverse engineer it or is there an example you can give of anything like that? <laughs> okay, that's all right. That's okay. Sorry. What else? What else? Um, any other examples of perspective changes or viewpoints that are yeah? So um, actually, what you're talking about and like listening to this song was when he was helping make it. I sort of like um, started listening to like Spotify and whatever, and then and they came uh, and he like and then he and I was like instead of th thinking this is weird and like looking at it from the cover, I'm like you know what? Let's just see how they make it. And I'm wondering just I just wonder if it's uh, cool or not. Like basically what she said. Sure. Yeah. I think, I think the open-mindedness thing is always good because you don't know, we were talking about this in another art, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. 
And so it's sort of like if you embrace that, you never know what else you're gonna come up with. Any other perspective changes or any other like insights to, yeah? Um, like when I'm listening to music on the radio, I'll like always think of like songs that could be like covers to or something, just like for fun. And I always hear like, like I hear the smallest things now, like the piano in the background, like faint and like in a song. Like I'll be like, oh my gosh, I could learn the song on piano. Like you can hear the chords. And my friends will be like, what piano? Like you can't hear the piano. And I'm like, yeah, you can. Like listen to it. And like they're like, wow, I would have like never realized that. But, like for some reason I like pick up on that. That's really cool. That's good. Yeah. I find myself start thinking about like what songs would sound like on different instruments. So if there's not an instrument that's in there, what would it sound like on that instrument? Oh, that's kind of cool. And just paying attention to every instrument that is in there and everything. Sure. Else. I feel that because, like, <laughs> I'll, no, like I'll listen to a song, and on, like when I was younger, I would first think to myself, "Oh, you can't play this song on guitar because it's it, it's on piano." But then, mm -hmm. at, now that I'm older and I've like learned and gone through, you know, everything that I know, I'm more like, "Well, it would probably sound really cool." I just need to do it, you know? I just need to learn the chords and figure it out, and I'm sure it'll sound just fine, but... There are times when it even sounds better, I think. Exactly. Sometimes it'll sound better on one instrument than what it was originally There are any number of examples historically where the original version is released, and it doesn't go anywhere, and then 10 years later or something, somebody covers it, and it becomes this huge, successful... And, ever, and then, like, the, the most famous one is, like, Hendrix has done a couple of Dylan tunes, and a lot of people don't realize that they're Dylan songs, and then they hear the original Dylan version. I had a student once who meant well, but was like, I don't like Bob Dylan, and I really thought it was gonna be, because some people don't care for his voice and vocal technique and things like that, and I get that, I mean, let's not, you know. Um, the poetry's amazing, but his vocal timbre is something that's a bit of an acquired taste, and so I kind of opened up the door for that, and he goes, no, it was in the history class. He goes, no, 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 I'm just so mad because he destroyed that Jimi Hendrix song. I'm like, all along the watchtower? It's like, yeah, why would he? I'm like, okay, so first of all, <laughs> but, but it, it is a good example of, of exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, so actually saying to, like, I started to listen to different parts of the piece, even my orchestra outside of school. Instead of like focusing on the conductor or focusing on like my parts, I've been listening around uh, the uh, parts to see how they all fit together. Gener it's really cool. Absolutely, and generally the most successful musicians, one way or another, in all styles, that's something that they all seem to have in common. They seem to be almost more aware of the other people they're playing with than their own parts. Um, Hyper consciousness, especially. Um, those of you interested in like in studio work, that becomes a big deal if you want to be a studio musician is the ability to go in and be very aware very quickly what other people are doing rather than just yourself, which is hard, especially if you're, you know, anxious and nervous. I mean, sometimes like when I listen to like certain vocalists now, I'm like very jealous of their lung capacity. Because... <laughs> <laughs> Is that something that you were never really paying attention to before? Not as much, a little bit, but like not as much because I wasn't singing as much. I was just kind of singing like on my own, like along to like musical soundtracks. So by creating your own stuff and doing this more deliberately, it makes you maybe more aware of what other people have to do to go through it. Interesting. Yeah. 
I'm gonna say my appreciation for music and this actually more developed um, in between my two years here. Okay, can you uh, be more specific? Uh, just like meeting people and like their different kinds of music and then listening to them and okay. appreciating the effort put into them and then that was kind of amplified as when I got here this year. That's not uncommon. A lot of people tell me that, that they it's not so much that they suddenly like other styles, but more that they at least can understand what it takes to make the thing that they're hearing, even if they don't particularly care for the end result. Well, yeah, like the um, Machine Gun Kelly cover for Swing Life Away, I absolutely hated it, but I can understand like the effort he put into it and why he did it. That's cool, and maybe that's that's enough. Uh, who else had there? Somebody else? Yeah. Perspective on what they view differently. We'll go one and then we'll go over here. Yeah. Um, I would say since I've been doing production more this time, like mm -hmm. this year, um, I see music differently. Like when I listen to it, I'll deconstruct it in my head and try yes. to focus on like mm -hmm. focus lines and like focus on like different instruments in it. We were talking about actually that very thing last hour and and the fact that sometimes like when you go see a show, if you don't know a lot about this stuff. If something goes wrong at a show, you might be like, oh, that was messed up, that was messed up, or whatever, and it's a legitimate concern. But it seems like a lot of folks, once they start getting more behind the scenes or aware of what's behind the scenes, they'll come back from maybe the same experience, and yeah, they'll point out the flaw, but it'll be like, I felt really bad, or they were struggling with this thing, or I could tell that that was a problem, as opposed to just, oh, that was terrible, or whatever. It, it does shift your view. Cool. Yeah. My appreciation slash understanding slash caring for other genres of music because I realize that I realize that a lot of other stuff is a lot more difficult than like genres or songs or artists that I would listen to most of the time and trying to play that for people or sure. trying to learn a certain genre or style or just any room for anybody else's needs has kind of been like a challenge in overall maybe better as a musician. Sure. And, and to be fair, um, you are not unique in that. And I think a lot of that comes from something that we've talked about in class before too, which is this idea you don't know what you don't know. So a lot of times, and, and, and I, wouldn't, I certainly would not say that that's a bad thing for you, I mean, you, everybody comes in with whatever experiences they have, and sometimes it's just a matter of you don't realize more because you just, you know, you just don't know. Um, which is unfortunately, you know, not even be for the class. That's actually something that's probably a problem in the industry itself. We're so in like little boxes and bubbles because we don't know anymore. Um, you guys, I, I've said this before. The biggest disadvantage I personally think your generation has is that. There's no longer active terrestrial radio dominating what you hear. So yes, you get to control what you listen to a lot more, which is great in a lot of ways. You have access to stuff a lot easier than say I did when I was your age. But the one thing you don't have that I did was a DJ who would just randomly play some song by some group that maybe I'd never heard of that otherwise I would never have even been aware of. Now you could go through literally your entire life and only listen to like one small section of things and not even be aware that you're limited. I think that that's unfortunate. I hope, I don't know how that'll change. I hope somehow 
somebody in this room or somewhere figures out a way to fix that, because I really think that that's a bigger, bigger problem than 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 um, kind of anything else. Yeah. Well, and I get that because like generally we end up liking one style of music, and so we only listen sure. to that one style of music. So like I listen to a lot of punk, right. but. I mean, that's how my appreciation has grown because I've met people where they like maybe pop or they like rap per se. And I'm right. not a big fan of rap, but I'll, I can appreciate it. Yeah. And I think that's, I think, it, it, like I said, it's just a matter of you don't know what you don't know and you never know what those combinations could turn into. Well, yeah. Um, the other thing that's been interesting to me is I find it very fascinating that a lot of these um, artists that when they get older, that were very, you thought were very narrow-minded, they tend to sort of bond with anybody else who's in the music industry that's the same generation. In some cases, just because like, wow, you survived it, I survived it, and even though we're stylistically completely on opposite ends of the spectrum, I can, you know, they, they have a sort of a sense of each other. You see it a lot with them, like when people are getting inducted into the Rock Hall of Fame and stuff, although we're gonna have a separate podcast someday about the Rock Hall of Fame and can we not? what that means. Well, I think we should, I, I think we should. <laughs> Probably for the same reasons you're saying, could we not, but I think, yeah. They, they biffed it hard this year. I don't know how you leave Todd Rudger now, but that's another conversation, yeah. among other things. No offense to Janet Jackson or anybody else. Anybody else have any other perspective changes? Yes? Yeah, my perspective and um, attitude to music has kind of grown lately. For almost like three years I've been here, um, I see music as something that's like kind of like fun and presumptuous and that people just like make it. But now that I make my own music, it's like, I can see why people are stressed sometimes when they beat music, why mm -hmm. they like, are like freaking out about like music and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then now I can be more open-minded too and like um, present to you guys. Cause my first year I was always afraid of people picking on me and sure. making fun of me for the type of music I listen to, what I make, what I do. It's scary. Yeah. It can be really scary. People blow that off, but it's, it can be really scary. Yeah. Probably one of the hardest things I say anybody could do is working with other people. Because, like, me, me um, kind of, like, learning how to play instruments and growing up, I always just was, like, in my room by myself just covering stuff. So writing your own music with other people and not being by yourself and, like, being open to what other people want and making sacrifices for somebody else's needs and you know coming to terms and stuff like that is kind of it's kind of hard because you just want everything to be how sure you want it to be but you also have you know two three other people that you have to you know do that with it's kind of so, worth it though isn't it like it like is. the end result when it then does finally click mm -hmm. is kind of cool i mean that collaborative thing too is a lot of what i hope you guys are and that, that's what i've seen a lot i mean it's, it's been really interesting to watch your group sort of evolve and change because of exactly what you're talking about, like seeing how you figure out that balance of stuff. Um, I appreciate more music. Like when people tell me like, oh, I listen to country. I used to be like, um, okay. But now I'm just like, oh, okay, you do you. Right, well, right. If you have like a musical outlet, then okay. it should be fine. Does that mean that you're actively listening to country yourself? Nope. Okay, that's but fair. <laughs> <laughs> but at least you don't, you don't just write it off is what you're yeah. saying. Okay, good, good. Any other changes in perspective or viewpoint or anything? Well, when I started here, I literally had no idea what I was doing with myself for the rest of my life. And now I'm going to college for audio engineering because of this class. That's cool. So. That's very cool. That's very cool. Um, 
was that something that you're going you're going to go to the Conservatory of Recording Arts and Sciences? Yeah. Um, was that something that like kind of snuck up on you? Like all of a sudden one day you woke up, or was it just more like the first time we went to Cross as a field trip? That's when it like infested my my brain. <laughs> and every trip we went on there, right, it kind of just grew more and more until I decided, let's just do it. That's awesome. That's very cool. Do, when do you start? Uh, next August. Next August. Very yeah. cool. Congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. That's awesome. Any other thoughts? Has anything else changed for? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I feel like my first semester here, like freshman year, I was like. I have to have my music be a certain way and I have to have it follow like, like I was so like, oh, music has to be made a certain way. But I think like being here and you constantly telling us like, basically, you know what you do, you boo has been um, like- I've never said that. You basically said <laughs> okay. it. Okay, you're paraphrasing, but that's okay. Basically. And, um, Does anybody really want me to start saying that? No. no. Okay, fair enough. All right, anyway, so no, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm making light of it. I but. feel like, like now I'm like, I was actually, I was going through my music yesterday and like all the stuff I have on my drive that I haven't uploaded or that I have uploaded and like listening to the different types of things that I've made and it's just like, I remember like, I used to make songs that were really long and like I, I'm glad that I don't anymore just cause they like always ran on and like I just think like it's really, my perspective on making music itself has changed because it's like, oh I was so confined to making it a certain way now I'm like you know what if I want to make music with demons screams in the background then I could do that if I want to make jingle bell Christmassy summer music then I could do that too like I'm like okay I'm like happy with the imperfection in different ways that's cool has that impacted because I know you've had some success with a particular song recently that you released did that impact how you created that or was that just it just all fell together or? chocolate cake yeah because well, doesn't that have like an, an insane one? number of like plays and stuff? Yeah, it's like at 19,000 plays right That's now. awesome. So that song, yeah, that one like being successful and like people like, I was so self-conscious about it. I'm like, oh man, I don't want to release it. took me like six months to release it after we finished recording it. Right. And so then I finally uploaded it and I got all this love and like, I'll go back and I'll check it. I was checking it yesterday and like, oh, a like three hours ago. I'm like, it's still, it's still being listened to like at this moment. Like, right. People will message me or someone yesterday, yesterday I was in Mandy's and she was the, I met a person and they're like, oh, I really liked your song. And I was like, it's just, it's a trip. It's weird. Like people listen to my music or like if I upload something like a, like a scratch track recording off mm -hmm. of my phone and like people like that music and I'm like, people will like listen to this. And it's just, it's weird. Cause like, I'm still really self-conscious about my music, but like it's, it's nice for the ones that I do have up online. It's great. Hmm? It's great. Any other thoughts regarding anything that may have changed perspective-wise or your approach or anything? Any, any? I think next semester I'm just gonna go like full throttle. Go ham. Yeah. Go ham, sickle mode. Go sickle mode. <laughs> just just because it's the last round or because something's changed or? Uh, the last changed, uh, like my first year here, I was like, oh, I can't make anything. And then, um, after I finally did my first track of the year and I performed it, I was like, yo, this is fun. But then I went into that like rut where I was like depressed and I was just like, I don't know what to make. I can't make anything. That's a lot of overthinking. The of the year. And then I did the upload for a year <coughs> until like probably a week ago. Mm -hmm. My track with being which finally finished because I can't edit. But I can't edit. You're getting there. But yeah, um, 
I just want to go like full on. I got like a bunch of other beats that I haven't written to. Okay. And I just want to start writing. No, good, good. Sometimes it just takes a little bit and then the floodgate opens and then yeah, you're wanna, good to go. I want to get as much out before I leave because then I'm just, I don't know. I don't, I don't have any music making software, so I don't know what I'm gonna do. Yeah, but you've got, I mean, you have resources though. You have technology, even just your phone. And it's always, I still say it's always more about intent anyway. It's not about the quality of the recording. There's so much great music that's, that's technically recorded badly, but the song is wonderful. And there's the other end of it too, we've talked about this. There's so much horrible, horrible music that's recorded perfectly, but nobody listens to it after, you know, I think, to your point, Navi, about like the song, people are still listening to it. And that, not that, I'm not saying the, the production's bad, but I, I do know for a fact, as we talked about, that that's not like a perfect recording. You've said it yourself, but that doesn't matter. It's, there's something genuine about it. So you've got, you know, there's always, and there's always ways of, you know, you figure it out. But make, make the stuff, make the stuff. Any other sharing, any, 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 any? no? I think being here, I like more experimental stuff now. Really? Yeah, just music-wise. I've definitely gotten to more towards that, probably because of this class. No, that's great. I, I've actually had several students over the years that have commented that when you start to experiment yourself, or even if it's even if it's not that you think you're experimenting, you're just literally trying to figure out how this stuff works, it makes you more appreciative when you hear somebody else's... Attempt at it. Yeah, because you're kind of like, oh, yeah, I can relate to that struggle or that thing that wasn't quite working or that you're not sure of. Um, which, which actually makes me feel really good, because if nothing else, I think that's maybe the mo one of the more important lessons, is just the idea of understanding that sometimes things work, sometimes they don't. Um, there's a lot of artists that I respect a lot, but you listen to some of their albums and you're like, huh, what were we thinking in that moment that you put, because it, it just doesn't quite, you know, for the time, make it, but at the same time, you, you definitely can sort of respect the idea of taking the creative risk, of, of taking the chance and seeing what, what will happen. And, in some cases, then knowing you can fall back on the top 40 hit that'll keep making you money, so you can, you know. But no, that's great. I appreciate that. That's awesome. Um, I think overall, like CMS has like helped like with pretty much everything that they talked about. So like, um, it helped me with like finding new music because I wasn't really into music at all. Really? Yeah, I was like, I I listened to the music, but I listened <coughs> to probably the same songs every single day. So I wasn't open-minded mm -hmm. at all. And then as soon as I like started listening to more music, I like kind of incorporated that into what I was making. So, cause like I felt like Navi, like I felt like stuck. Cause like I felt like I had to sound like some of these other people to, you know. Sure. Pe for people to like it. And then like, I was just stuck into like inside a little box and I was like, ah. Oh. And um, I couldn't really express myself that good. Right. And then I got that mentality where I was like, I don't care. I don't, I don't care what these people think or whatever. And then I started making like all that weird stuff and like different noises and circling sure. like random stuff. And but it works. Yeah. I mean, it, it works. It yeah. Works. And I like kind of like, it made me happy like to figure out that I can make whatever I want. I don't really mind what other people think. Good for you. To that's like an extent, yeah. No, that's important. I think sometimes you just have to make the stuff for the sake of making it. I think um, it's also you don't know what you don't know, which is a big problem. We've talked about this before. The lack of terrestrial radio, the idea that a DJ might randomly play something and you sort of have to listen to it because there wasn't, you know, you didn't have the portable devices to make your own playlist. With that gone, you could literally spend your entire life 
stuck in that box and never even realize you're stuck in that box. I think um, a lot of people with music don't realize how much work goes into it. They're like, oh, this sounds good, but like, why does it sound good? Yeah. Um, and I think this program has really helped me like see like how much like blood, sweat, and tears go mm -hmm. make making music and making it the way you want it. And like, it is experimental and it is like really freaking hard yeah. to make everything work. But I think it's really cool. Like, like Nobby said, like people listen. Yes. When you like mean what you're singing and what you're doing. I've also noticed sometimes people will like come into class having seen a show and like early, like younger students who haven't been around for very long, it's totally cool, but like they'll complain, they, they may have like a gripe about the sound or the production, but it'll be very sort of like about the specific production, whereas a more experienced student would come in having seen the same show with the same problem be like, oh, I felt so bad for the person running the this or the that because they were having this problem with the gear and, 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 and in a much more like I get what was actually going on that would have caused the problem as opposed to just, you know, I feel like I got cheated out of some experience or something like that, which I think is, is speaks very much to that point. Yeah. Um, like another thing, freshman year I came in here, I was pretty much strictly like emo music, <laughs> like straight up Pierce the Veil, Black Veil Brides, and like I still listen to them. Granted, I saw Pierce the Veil like that same year, but I think like coming through here and like the Japanese like group that you've been playing like a, I've always kind of been into like different types of music but I think being in here it's definitely like I mean last year I went through my like Korea boo phase as well and then I had my emo phase freshman year I just very recently got over the goth phase so I'm like going through all these different music phases and fashion phases whatever but I think CMS has definitely contributed to that and like I've like tried to recreate that music or tried to like do that type of thing and I think that CMS has been a really good like buffer for me and given me that creative freedom to do that to experiment with new That's things cool. and see like find myself and myself. There's nothing wrong with that either. There's a theory that everybody who creates stuff has to go through these phases of whoever came before. So like there's a joke like every songwriter goes through their Lennon McCartney phase mm -hmm. or their you know Richard's Jagger phase or whatever or, you know depend you know every guitar player has to go through their Eddie Van Halen moment even if it's just to be like yep I'm not playing like Eddie Van Halen but like you you just you just learn like whatever the instrument is you have to go through starting by copying and then eventually you sort of stretch out and I, I I've always been blown away by what you guys have pulled together it's always incredible yeah um before I like was in CMS I used to make songs on the piano but they used to be basic and I'd always run into like writer's blocks because I didn't know what chords were but like once I got into CMAS it's just I'm like, sorry I don't mean to laugh it's just hearing you play that's such an odd comment but <laughs> but um, <coughs> when I like learned like what the key C was I'm like okay so that makes this key D and this E and stuff and then I sort of started to get into more complex chord progressions and like like oh if I what if I change this G into an F minor or something like that and then I sort of like I just can, I feel like I'm better at making like riffs along with chord progressions mm -hmm. and stuff because um, I, now that I know like what chords are, I'm just like, I don't, I don't really have any writer's blocks anymore. That's interesting. I wonder if some of that's also just pushing yourself just to push it. You know what I mean? Like it's hard to tell sometimes if that's, don't get me wrong, that's a huge compliment and I really appreciate that you've gotten that out of the experience here. But sometimes I wonder about things like that and I think to myself, would that have just happened anyway? Because at a certain point, you're just learning and growing and 
all the other things with it. I do think it's interesting that a lot of times we refer to early stuff as basic, and it may not be basic. And even if it is, it may not necessarily be really a bad thing. I mean, there's something really elegant about a one, four, five progression, even though music theorists would say, in some cases, that it's it's you know it's been overdone and it's so sim simple and silly and whatever. But it it kind of works. You know, there's something about it that just you know why hide from it. Any other last thoughts, comments, or anything? Or? I was gonna say, well, like with CMAX, it's like a support group. Like we all support each other because, like, I don't think I would have ever gone on stage if like, I ever joined <laughs> this. Because I remember the first time it was like the scariest moment of my life. I recall that. It was that. with the parent teacher. Yes, okay. and there was like nobody in the room, which yeah, is probably the only reason yeah. why you were able to do it. Yeah, but now look, I mean, now it's not a, it's not a problem. I and I appreciate that too because I think that some of this is supposed to be, just figuring the stuff out. Um, and I like the fact that you guys are supportive of each other. I really do. I like the fact that at least uh, somewhere on this campus, for at least some of you, there's at least one place you know where you're not going to have to worry about the other stuff. Because um, high school's ugly. Um, and Arcadia is actually a pretty good, you know, when you think about all the high schools that are out there. Um, but I'm glad, I'm glad you guys are here and doing what you do. Um, and I really do appreciate all the stuff uh, that you've contributed, and, and we'll continue. It's kind of nice also to know that we're just going to take a two-week break and then Go sickle mode. get back into it. <laughs> break all right, so there you have it. Another episode of the Creativity and Music and Music Education podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, this was a really cool episode. I really enjoyed uh, talking to the students. I always enjoy talking to students, but I thought it was very interesting how a lot of them eventually it kind of came around to this idea of having a greater appreciation for things that maybe they weren't aware of before, whether that was on the production end or even just in terms of, you heard several students say things like, you know, I'm not really into that style uh, or that particular artist, but I now can at least appreciate what it takes to do what they're doing. And for what it's worth, um, as the person who facilitates this program, as the quote executive producer, um, that actually to me is probably the biggest compliment and the greatest compliment I think I've ever gotten from students that their perspective in that regard has shifted and changed. And, and I have to tell you that even though you couldn't see them uh, in this podcast, a lot of the students, even though they may not have said anything, were nodding their heads in agreement. It was very obvious that those kinds of um, changes are, are, are more common than not for students and this idea of opening up uh, their perspective on things is definitely something that a lot of them are, are experiencing, which is always wonderful. That said, I cannot wait for next semester. Um, I hope they and you all have a great um, holiday break, and we will be back again in early 2019 with lots more. Until then, you can always find the Arcadia High School Creative Musical Arts and Sciences program at arcadiacmas.com. You can always find me at richardmaxwell.net. Happy holidays, everybody, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye.